Welcome to The Good Mood Show with Matt O'Neill. This is the show to help you navigate the challenging moods we all experience as human beings and where you will learn the best strategies to feel the good moods and good vibes we all love to feel. Because when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. This is The Good Mood Show. Now, here's your host, Matt O'Neill. All right. Welcome to The Good Mood Show. I'm your host, Matt O'Neill. And today I have got my coach. I've been coaching with this amazing, awesome human being for five years, Steve Gill. What's up, Steve? What's up, Matt O'Neill? How you doing, brother? Man, I am amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding as well. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. So Steve is the number one coach at the number one coaching agency in the entire world. In fact, he works for the guy who invented the term life coach, Tony Robbins. Man, Steve, how, how did you get so successful with that coaching? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 it's growth, brother. And I'd say, um, you know, my mindset with that, Matt, is I'm only scratching the surface and I've only begun. So having that beginner's mind from the beginning in the middle and the story hasn't, it's not, it's not done yet. So that's awesome, man. So five years ago, I I was at a conference. It was Tony Robbins Business Mastery, and I'm in 2017, and uh, and I was kind of pissed off. I was sitting in the audience, and I kind of had like a like a chip on my shoulder. And people are like, "Yeah, what's wrong?" And I, and it's because I knew I needed to make a change in my life. And Tony, you know, he's got that big voice, and he's so tall, and he's so big, and he's up on stage. He's like, "What do you know? You need to do right now to take your life to the next level," and. Uh, I'm sitting next to this guy named Jonathan Harris, just a guy I met at the conference, and he's sure. a good friend now. And I, I wrote down on my paper, nothing. I need to do nothing to make take my life to the next level. And he looked at me and he said, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not progressing, yeah. your life is not progressing. And that's something you just said now, Steve. So I said, all right, well, I actually, there is something I need to do. I need to totally change my business 100% and we need to grow 100% in the next six months. And so Tony said, if you know you have something big to do, you need to hire a coach. And I walked right to the back of the room and I walked right up to the head of coaching. And I said, I need not just any coach. I need the best coach on the planet. And she said, I got you. And that's how we met. Yeah, what a wild journey, brother. And hats off to you and your standard to show up and be in state and do your best. That's all That's all we ask for. So the thing that was in front of me was fear. It mm. was, if I was going to totally change my business, I had fear of failure. I had fear that I would try it and it wouldn't work and I'd have to go back with my tail between my legs or I would try it and I would lose a bunch of money and then I couldn't afford the lifestyle that my family and I had. So um, you coached me through that fear and that's what I wanted you to teach today. So how, how do you help people who are dealing with fear? Yeah, that's a beautiful, great question. I get asked that question quite a bit. And the first, uh, if there's any step, the first acknowledgement is to notice is to notice on, on how you're feeling. And even before that, feelings just don't happen naturally. A feeling is, is emotion. And Tony would say a lot of this, uh, what I'll speak to this, Matt, is the, the teachings of Tony Robbins, my mentor and my teacher. 
And so fear is it's uh, physiological. It's, it's in the body. Now, if you step back from that and you're like, well, where does it come from? It comes from a thought. And then Tony would say, check this out, that fear and faith, they exist at the same time. They're there. It's, it's the imagination. So fear and faith, because the opposite of fear is, what do we want more of? Then I want faith. And it's imagination. The difference between fear and faith is that faith is directed focus. Because fear is all over the place. Fear is the mind just running wild. And then Tony would say that the mind, he calls it the mind, which is fight or flight, survival. And then I step back from that, I would say that a lot of people, most people, everyone wakes up in fear. It's a part of being alive. Because you know who doesn't have fear, Matt? Who's that? People that are gone, they're six feet under. Go to a cemetery. <laughs> There's no fear there. They got zero fear. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, it's all reframing it. So now I'm like, oh my God, I'm grateful for the fear. Hmm. Because nothing in life has any meaning except the meaning you give it. And, and if you study martial arts or you know about martial arts, Haikido is embracing the person's energy, your opponent, using the energy, being, Bruce Lee said this, be in flow like water. Tony says what, what we resist in life is going to persist. So welcome the fear. I love the teaching of Buddha. It was something along the lines of, Fear knocked on the door. Buddha opened the door. He saw the fear coming, like that thought. He saw it, saw it coming. What did he do? He didn't slam the door on fear. He said, come on in. Welcome. I've been expecting you. He embraced the fear. He sat the fear down. He poured a cup of tea. He said, let's have a conversation. Let's understand this. They had tea. He faked the fear, and then the fear left. What a concept. <laughs> this sounds so easy. It, it sounds so easy. I would say it's work. It takes work to direct focus. It's simple, but it's not easy. And the more that we do this, so let's go back. So in the morning, we wake up in fear. We wake up in monkey mind. Tony calls that survival, fight or flight. The mind is two million-year-old software. It's up here. It's, it's designed to look for what is wrong, fear. It's meant to protect us, this illusion of fear. Now, Tony would say two million years ago, it was protecting us from a saber-toothed tiger, right? Well, guess what? Now, now there is no saber-toothed tiger, and now it's imagined other fears. How many likes do I have on Facebook? Oh, that person didn't heart my, my post on Instagram or, you know, I don't know if I want to do this. I, I might sound silly or what do they think of me? It's all fear. So we wake up in this fight or flight, this survival. And it's just noticing, acknowledging it, embracing it and give it a great meaning. Because one of the things, Matt, you and I, we've been on this journey together, brother. And this is where I coach you is that. Embrace the fear because at the edge of your comfort zone, that's where life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. And guess what? That's all fear. 
So to me, I know today, if I don't have fear, I'm playing small. Mm. I'm not taking a risk. I'm too comfortable. So everything that you've done in, done in your life, Matt, that I know about, all your greatest breakthroughs were on the other side of fear. So now I'm saying, hey, fear is a great thing. I got fear today. Hey, what am I going to do? Right? It's a place of me acknowledging that I'm going for greatness. I love that. Man, Ed Milet uh, wrote a, a book. And, and in that book, he said, uh, God gives you butterflies, which is fear. That's the butterflies, the anxiousness in our stomach to tell you what to do. The butterflies yeah. in our stomach are the signal that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. 100%. And the butterfly, so if you look at the stomach, right? How, how many of us have heard of the thing called gut instinct? Yes. Right? You follow your gut. My mother used to say, oh, I didn't know what it meant. Then I go back and I study it. Well, the layer around your gut, your stomach, has the same membrane, the same layer around your heart. So your gut is connected to your heart, is follow your instinct. I love that. And my lat really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. man. So, yeah. so I, I remember asking you uh, the first year we started working together, I was like, man, Steve, I've got all this fear, you know, this fear that I'm not going to be a good enough leader. You know, I'm, I'm leading these people who are decades older than me and have a lot of life experience. And I just had this fear that I wasn't a strong enough leader to lead them. And I said, how do I get rid of the fear? And, mm. and then you said, you don't. The fear never goes away. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I just got to deal with this forever. And the lesson you taught me was you said the fear is always there. And you you, you right. talked about it earlier here. You just have yeah. to trump the fear. You have to be yeah. more powerful than the fear. And yeah. you do that with faith. And faith is this directed focus. And so mm -hmm. what what you did for me is we created a mantra. Yeah. And we create yeah. a directed focus with a mantra. And mm -hmm. um, would you talk a little bit about that? 100%. And just around the piece of, so Matt, you're an entrepreneur. And knowing that you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner. And fear means you're doing well in business. Because you're, 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 and that's one thing I love, like entrepreneurs, they're cut from a different cloth because it's all fear. It's all uncertainty. How much uncertainty can you embrace in your life? It's all fear and fear is, makes you stronger. That's one of my mantras. Now, I love the piece around the mantras and I'll share that in a moment. I want to go back to that place of, upon awakening is we got to get some points on the board. We got to win the game. And how we do that is our rituals. It's our rituals plus routine equal peak performance. Because when I have some rituals, and the rituals is what I can control because fear is all uncertainty, it's the unknown. Well, if fear is uncertainty, what do I need more of? I need more certainty. So I wake up uncertain, I wake up in the monkey mind. Right? Could be, oh, my back is sore. Is it snowing or raining outside? Um, you know, are the kids are the kids okay? You know, do they have soccer practice later? How many emails do I have or how many appointments and what's going you know, you know, all this the monkey mind is going rapid. So what I gotta do is I gotta take the reins, I gotta get control. 
And that eliminates the fear because now I'm driving certainty. I take the reins. Uh, Tony says, I don't negotiate with, with the mind. I don't, I don't negotiate with all that stuff. I embrace it. And a lot of people that I know, all my clients, everyone has rituals. Most people have their rituals on unconscious. So they're walking around like zombies. They're doing things automatically. And what we want to do to conquer that fear is take the control back and start becoming more conscious. How do we do that? I get up in the morning. I, give, I, get, I woke up this morning at 4.30 a.m. I didn't hit snooze. That was a win. I acknowledge it. I yeah, made my bed dude. this morning. Yes, yes, absolutely. Celebrate. I made my bed this morning. And, and Tim Ferriss talked about this in the book, Tools of Titans. Great book because Tony's got a chapter in there. But Tim Ferriss, he went around, he, he interviewed these world experts from every different arena in the world on their rituals. And Tim Ferriss would say wherever he is in the world, traveling hotels and wherever, he always makes his bed in the morning. I'm like, I do that too. Why do I do that? Because it gives me a win. I take the control. I take a cold shower in the morning. I do some push-ups in the morning. I have a green smoothie. These are all rituals that I do that I give a really explosive meaning to. So that way, before I start my business, I'm ready. I'm ready feeling like a champ. Dude, I think think you might have to back up. Sure. This cold shower. Man, that yeah. sounds that sounds awful. Yeah. Well, in yeah, a green it, smoothie. It, it, oh man, people are like, this isn't a good mood. This is supposed <laughs> to be the good mood show. The dude's telling me to take cold Listen, showers and drink green smoothie. Sure. The good mood show. So the good mood show, it's work. Because by default, we're gonna be we're in fear mode. So the good mood, it takes work. And that's a beautiful, I love that mantra. I love the mission. The good mood show is based on rituals that give you more certainty and confidence that you're in control. And here's the thing. You don't need to take cold showers or green smoothies or anything like that. I would say, what are you doing right now that puts you in a good mood? Start there, but give it a meaning. So even for me, Matt, like that first, I have a glass of water, uh, room temperature water. I have some lemons cut up in the fridge from the night before. I squeeze lemon in that water. That's the first thing I drink in the morning. The meaning I give that. Now, some people would say, oh, he's just drinking water with lemon in it. But for me to feel like I'm winning the game, the game of the day, the meaning I give that water with lemon is that this is hydrating me. This is alkalizing me. So I'm giving points because in... In your day, there's a scoreboard. Now, the beautiful thing about the scoreboard, it resets every day. There's two people on the scoreboard. There's me, Steve Gill, which is my highest vibration, my highest potential. And then there's the mind, which is fear. So if I want to hit snooze today, the mind, fear, gets one point. Because why did I hit snooze? I'm afraid, Matt, to get up at 430 because 445 is more comfortable. (laughs) Right. So the, the story is, hey, hit snooze, play safe, right? Or let's say even there's some mornings, to be honest, there's some mornings, and I'll talk about the cold shower thing because that's another way to smash that fear and be in a good mood, is there's some mornings I'm like, I'm standing in front of the shower and I'm negotiating now. I'm in the mind and I'm like, hmm, do I really want to take a cold shower? And I'm in Canada. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so here, you know, I don't know about South Carolina, but here up in Canada, the water's cold. Oh, it's yeah. No, we, we get like 80 degree shower water on cold sometimes. So it's kind of okay. like a, a nice lukewarm shower. 
that's a kind of nice, nice lukewarm. Okay, that, yeah. that's a yeah. Bath so what, what's what's the water out. temp would you say coming out in the in the middle of winter where you are in Vancouver? Well, you know what, Fahrenheit. I'm not too sure, uh, but you know, I, I actually never me- measured it. I measured it by like what comes out of my mouth when I jump in. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to say what comes Dude, out of my mouth. I took a cold shower when I was in Whistler. Right, and like it, I felt like my skin was on fire. It was so cold. It was so cold. It was so good. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so the meaning cold, you give so it. That's the meaning. I was like, oh, this is so cold. It's miserable. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. So I'm, 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 standing with the, I'm standing in front of the shower. And if I start to negotiate with the mind, I'm going to have a breakthrough. So again, if I go into the mind and I'm like, should I or shouldn't I? In that moment, because Tony says this, it's in the moments of decision that shape your destiny. What does that mean? Every single day, we're making decisions all day long. We're negotiating with myself, my highest potential, and in the mind. And, and there's some days, Matt, by the time I retire at the end of the day, I'm down points and the mind freaking kicked my butt. But that's okay because tomorrow it resets again. I have another day. And you just got to stack those points, brother. You're going to stack those days. Now, I'll just real, share this real quick because it's connected to everything we're talking about. Cold showers. A lot of research out there on it. Now, I do it more for the psychological benefits. There's two benefits. One is physical. The other is psychological. Physical benefits, yeah, it strengthens your immune function. It's, it's good for your, your hair, your skin. It circulates your red blood cells. It, uh, it's great for your lymphatic system. It flushes out the lymph fluid from your lymph nodes. It's all of this. It, that's all the physical benefits. I do it for the psychological benefit. Psychological benefit is, again, I'm doing something that I don't want to do because it's fearful. Now, if I step back, I'm like, because why don't? Why does it matter when you don't want to take cold shower and whistler? What are you afraid of, Matt? Are you afraid of the cold water? Is it going to kill you? No. It's just going to feel bad. It's going to feel bad. That's why you need to do it. Because <laughs> one of my beliefs is how you do one thing is how you do anything, anything in life. It's all connected. So then it's like, well, if I'm not going to take a cold shower because it's not going to feel good, it's not going to feel good because I'm afraid. Yeah. Well, where else does I show up in my life? If I'm afraid of taking, listen, if I'm afraid of taking a cold shower in the morning, what kind of day am I going to have? How am I going to be on this podcast? How am I going to serve my million-dollar client? How am I going to coach that UFC fighter? How am I going to coach that Olympian if I don't have that certainty? So guess what? I jump in that, and it wakes me up. There's never a time, Matt, you know this. There's never a time you jump out of that cold water and you're like, Oh, like, you know, I'm tired or, you know, you're up in your head. No, you, you're, you're ready to, you're ready to run through that bathroom wall. Right. Right. So I did, so I did for two years straight, cold showers every day for two years. I'm not doing them anymore. I was like, <laughs> this was the time that I said, I need to really conquer fear. I need to master yeah. this mind. I need to master the animal of my body and know that I am stronger than it. And I would look at that water and I, and I didn't give myself time to negotiate. I said, Nope, you're getting in and boom. And I would just get, I would just get in and, and it it wasn't like awesome. I wasn't like, Oh, this is the best thing ever. This feels great. You know, some days if I had a hard workout, I was doing it, it did feel refreshing. But most days I was like, yeah, I didn't like that. But you know what? I got myself to do that hard thing. And the rest of the day I I have hard things. I I run a company of a hundred people. I've got 
yeah. a big life. There's a lot of and different choices and decisions. Way, Matt, you guys are crushing it there in, in, in Charleston and number one real estate company around. Like, fantastic. Congratulations to all your wins. Oh, there. thanks, dude. Appreciate it, man. But yeah, so that's what that is one of the methods that you helped me with was conquer this one small hard thing that's not going to hurt you. It won't hurt you. It'll actually help you. And then Mm -hmm. the rest of your day, the hard things really aren't that hard to just go ahead and step forward and do them. If I could step into the cold water, I could step into the challenge that I was about to face today instead of cowering in fear from it. 100%. You can step on stage. You can can go and work out. You can step in and lean in and tell your father you love him. You can lean closer to your intimate partner, your wife or your whatever, your husband and lean in. You can, you can embrace the uncertainty when you take control and you start your day. Remember, no zero judgment. If you wake up in the monkey mind, I expect you to wake up in the monkey mind. It's like, what do you do after that? And before you start your day and for some, 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 some of your listeners right now, they might be thinking cold shower doesn't, doesn't affect me. That's fantastic. And face your fear. What is, what, what are you fearful or what is it? Where is it in your life that you're starting to negotiate when you know your highest potential? Here's how you know is if fear wasn't there, would you do it? Chances are yes. Then you need to do it. You need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. And and you said something earlier too. If you're not feeling fear right now, you're playing below your potential because yeah. like true success is on the edge of this comfort zone. And um, one thing Tony said at one of the conferences I remember was your level of success in life is equal to the amount of uncertainty you can handle. Mm-hmm. Just on that, like if you think of, uh, you know, COVID, you know, if you think of a COVID in the last couple of years, the whole world economy turned up upside down. Now, the mark of a great business, the mark of a great business or leader was how do you thrive, not survive, but how did you thrive in the chaos of what was going on in the world in COVID? That, that's a mark of how successful you are because it's easy to win on the upside. But on the downside, when the rest of the world is on the downside and suffering and the fear and all this stuff is going on, it's all crazy. How successful are you? What's your mindset like on the downside? How much uncertainty can you handle when people are drowning in fear? That's a sign of a leader. Yeah, I love I love what you just said. And and I yeah. think I think I, you know, right now I can take that message in to no matter what challenge I'm faced with. How do I how do I go forward with this challenge and not just survive the challenge, but how do I thrive at a bigger level than I ever have with this challenge that I'm currently facing? Because isn't that totally possible? 100%. And the challenge, again, I tell myself, like the people that don't have problems, they're dead. Problems, even in your business, Matt, you've had many problems, but we call those blessings now, right? Blessings are a sign of growth. Problems... I don't use that word too often, but for this, I'll use the context. Problems are a sign of growth because it means now you're going to have a breakthrough. Because one of my beliefs is in life, a breakdown sets you up for a breakthrough. And if you go back and look at your own history, don't take my word. Look at your own story. Look back. Connect the dots going back and look at some of your most successful accomplishments, achievements, those magical moments. They came around the time when you were at your lowest point. Fear, uncertainty, problems, and you broke through. Yeah, that is it. It's it, no one would watch the movie where 
everything starts out wonderful and perfect. It just, everything's going great. And then in the middle of the movie, things are still going great. At the end of the movie, things are still going great. That would be like the most boring movie. No, there's not one movie like that. Even all the Disney films aren't like that. No, they all the have Disney the villain. They've got the darkness. They've got the challenge, the problem to yes. conquer and overcome and a growth of the of the main character that, that yeah. gets to face the challenge and rise up and become more. And um, I, I love that thought that uh, Winston Churchill wouldn't have been like the one of the greatest leaders of all time if Hitler hadn't existed. And who 100%. would Superman be if there wasn't kryptonite? You know, who would Batman be without the Joker? So without these challenges, we don't get to have the greatest, the greatness in us expressed. We call those, I love that brother. We call those worthy opponents. Worthy opponents show up in your life to become your best version. So let's say if I'm coaching uh, 95 clients or whatever I'm coaching, if I look at my clients, at times, I have a worthy opponent client. That client, when I look at it, it's like, okay, maybe this client, you know, is, 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 is a, you know it's, it's sometimes more challenging for me to coach this client because maybe this client's showing up in an unresourceful state or has a lot of problems or whatever that is. That client is meant for me. It's happening for me, not to me. And we all have these worthy opponents. So that worthy opponent client is getting me to become a better coach. Why? Because now I got to get resourceful. I got to manage my state. I'm going to have more focus. I'm going to do whatever's inside of me to conquer that client, that worthy opponent. Some of us, our physical body is a worthy opponent. For some of us, it's an it's a, it's a external relationship. That worthy opponent, those challenges are called opportunities. We got to embrace it. Coming back to the original teaching of embracing the worthy opponent because it gets you to step up to another standard. Oh man, I love that you shared that. I, I had forgotten that lesson. And I remember I was going back to Michigan and mm. I was going to see my dad. And I was like, oh man, uh, I'm going to be, you know, he always, he always brings me down. His energy always brings me down, you know, like such a bummer that I got to, you know, just get like around all that negativity. And you were like, oh, so you're saying you have a worthy opponent. The great Matt O'Neill finally has a worthy opponent that right. is going to test yeah. your mettle and your, your moods and your fortitude. Like what if you were strong enough, if you were big enough, if you were powerful enough to go into that situation and not let his negativity bring you down, but your positivity were to bring him up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I failed. Yeah, that even one. I failed that time. He was too worthy. What's that? I said, I failed that time. He was too worthy <laughs> of an opponent. Well, here's the thing. You found forgiveness. I don't know you found it, but you created forgiveness from your father in that moment being a worthy opponent. Now, that forgiveness, which is such a beautiful state, right? That forgiveness, my brother, or the love in your heart, you want to access that until you embrace your father as a worthy opponent in that moment. So a worthy opponent is our greatest teacher. You got to ask yourself, what is this? So that, that thing, that fear, what is this teaching me about myself? Pause and be still. In the stillness is your greatest work. Slow down. Be present. Yeah, I, I still just love this idea of looking at the biggest challenge we're afraid of. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a physiology of fear. And I'd love to talk about state next in the triad, because that's had a lot of impact on me or teaching of that. But this, you know, it, there's 
the real estate market right now is a worthy opponent for just about everyone in real estate in Charleston, South Carolina. And anyone trying to buy a home here in Charleston, South Carolina, there's so much competition to buy homes. There's not enough homes available for them. And it is a challenging market for real estate agents to help their buyers get their dream home and help the buyers buy dream homes. And to look at that challenge, if everyone in our company or everyone in the Charleston market who wanted to get a home said, instead of being afraid of this market, oh, this is a worthy opponent for me to rise up and become the greatest version of myself and go, mm-hmm. go get the house that I want and also do it in a beautiful state. And if I can do that, then I get to be the highest expression of myself. That would be a really neat way to uh, tackle that. 100%. So, and I love that. So the triad, because it's state. So the teaching of, of Tony Robbins is there's, there's states, emotional state, we call it a triad. And if, if you look at a triad, it's, it's a triangle because there's, it's called a triad because there's three sides to it. Okay. Now we can run, we're always running a triad by the way. What does that mean? We're always in a state of being. Now, Tony would say really quick, there's only two states of being, either in a beautiful state and we can chunk up, you know, a, a gratitude, all the feel-good emotions, we chunk them up to being in a beautiful state. Now, if we're not in a beautiful state, he says we're in a suffering state. But the overachievers, we don't call it suffering. We say we're stressed or we're busy. But let's not kid ourselves. If you're not in a beautiful state, you're suffering. Right. Let's be honest. You got to be honest. So right? you're so- either in a good mood or you're suffering. Hundred percent. And this is the beautiful state show, right? This is right, the, this is a the beautiful state show. show. We got the Steve Gill on it, teaching us about beautiful state. I love it. Right now, again, it doesn't come naturally. You got to work at it. And I love what you said. It, it, you know, your state, Matt, made you stronger because it's that emotional muscle, right? Physical muscle is easy. You, you go go to the gym and lift weights, but that emotional muscle comes from every time that you notice and acknowledge you're in a suffering state. Whether it be real estate, you're, you, you know, you're, you have a showing, you're uncertain. That's the moment that all your growth is, is when you overcome that suffering state and you get into a beautiful state. Now then you can say, how do you do it? Really quick. There's a triad. It's a triangle. There's three patterns. The base of state, meaning the first pattern is what we call physiology. Now, physiology is, is in the body. It's your body language, your facial expressions, your gestures, your, your like, where's your chest? Is it down? Your shoulders, are they back? You know, how do you stand? You know, how do you breathe? That's it, Matt. You got that physiology. Yeah, yeah right. So even, even breathing, breathing affects state. Physiology affects state. Here, 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 this is how we know. If you look at someone that is doing depression, because emotions don't happen to us, we do them. So let's say a person is doing depression. Are they breathing differently compared to someone that is doing happiness? Yes. Yes, 100%. How about if someone is uh, doing anxiety? Is there a pattern of breathing there? Yeah, yeah. A, pat- sure. a pattern of breathing in fear or anxiety is, is really shallow breaths. 100%. Now, so let's say we're, we're, we're um, standing in line at a Starbucks. Okay. And, uh, you know, even, even let's say uh, during COVID times, people are wearing a mask. I'm standing in line at Starbucks. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my drink or whatever it is. And I'm watching the front door. This person walks in from a distance just by looking and I can't, their, their mouth is covered. Maybe they're even wearing one of those face shields. Okay. You got a mask, put the face shield on top as well. Now, just by looking at them from a distance, here's a question that can you tell, if they're in a good mood or bad mood? Yeah, absolutely. 
What? How? Just with their posture and their body movement. 100% posture, body movement. You're so the, it, the, the body never lies. The body will show you. It shows us how you're feeling. So, so a mood, a mood is not just an emotion and thought patterns in our head. A mood is a full body experience. Yes. I love how you said that. It's a full body. You got this, brothers. A full body experience is all in your physiology. It's also patterns of sleeping, diet, hydration. Because Matt, the foods we eat, does it affect our mood? Yes yeah, or, absolutely. Yes or no? Yeah. 100%. Right. So that's all physiology. So you want to change your state? You got to shift your physiology. Change one of those patterns. Now... The second pattern on the left side of the triad is focus. So think of physiology as body. Well, then this focus is your mind. What are you focusing on? You know, are you focusing on the past, depression? Are you focusing on the future, which is anxiety? Are you focusing on the here and now? Are you focusing on what's not happening, what you can't control, what's missing? Are you focusing on what is in the palm of your hand, what you can have absolute control over? Because your focus would determine also how you feel. So we got to direct focus. That's how we started the podcast. Yeah, you got to be able to direct your focus. And and so what you the what the teaching you always taught me was the body posture, the physiology comes first. And, yes. and there's that that saying that you've said many times, motion creates emotion. And so a lack of motion, small shoulders, shallow breathing, just re- getting yourself really small would create a certain type of emotion, which are typically the negative emotions. A lot of motion, big body movements, shoulders back, head up. I like thinking of having a string attached to the middle of my chest and just pulling that string up, uh, my chin up, a smile on my face, like really big facial expressions. That would create really powerful emotions. So that's a really good go-to for me when I'm finding myself in a bad mood is to immediately go back to that. Okay, where is my posture? And as soon as I take like three big deep breaths when I'm feeling fear or anxiety. Like immediately I start to feel more powerful. I start to have more (laughs) faith. And then I found that just changing that physiology piece through you coaching me on that piece has Mm -hmm. then helped me direct my focus next. 100% because you can't think you're waiting to right action. So let's say on that couch back there, if I'm laying on that couch, weak physiology, eating a bag of Cheetos to my head, I can't think energy from that crappy physiology and eating and drinking pop or whatever. I can't think motivation. I can't think my way into the gym. However, (laughs) let's say my focus still isn't there, but I start to move my body in a way. The mind, here's the thing. The mind will catch up to where your body is. Now, I I coach a lot of people that do TED Talks. TED Talk is the world stage of doing a a public presentation or talk. Now, and and they also face the greatest fear in the world, which is public public speaking. Anyone that's going on to the, and by the time they come to me, they already got their script. What I'm coaching them, the number one thing I'm coaching them on, Matt, is their physiology. How do they control that red carpet that they're on for 20 minutes? Are they going to come in like this? Are they going to come in like they own the room? Same thing with our UFC fighters. Have you ever watched an athlete or Olympian or a fighter? How do they walk out to the corner of the field or the octagon? With swag. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. That's not superstition. They've trained their physiology. Now think about this. You you might be listening and saying, I don't do a TED Talk. I don't do a fight or anything like that. Great. What's important for you in your life? 
What's your physiology like? Your physiology will determine your level of success. Are you walking into a meeting? Are you walking into uh, embrace your loved one? What's your physiology like? Third pattern, really quick, because I, I want to be conscious of the time. I want to be respectful for you, Matt. The third pattern is on the right side of the triad, which is language and meaning. Mm. Language and meaning. So now we got the base, which is physiology. And on the left side, we got focus. On the right side, we have language and meaning. So what are the words you use on a consistent basis? Because language determines what you focus on. I, I mess people up, Matt. You know that. I meet people at Starbucks. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Most people, check this out. Most people respond. How do they respond, Matt? You tell me. When you ask a person, hey, how's it going? They will say fine. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. hey, I'm, getting you know, by. Some, I'm just getting by. I'm just getting I'm, by. I'm hanging in there. I, I'm better than average. What does that mean? You know, I'm I'm surviving. Oh God, <laughs> right? people are funny. They use their words. Their words represent their experiences, and what they say is exactly what they're going to experience. Oh, I know. So you got to use. So Tony says use transformational vocabulary. So Matt, I know you got mantras. We call those incantations, brother, where you're embedding a code into your conscious or other than conscious mind, your subconscious mind, a mantra of you're putting yourself in a trance. So the people that we coach, all of my clients have a specific incantation that they do to put them in that good mood on a consistent basis. So now they got their physiology, they got their focus, they got a certain mantra or an incantation. They're using transformational vocabulary. When I meet people, they, hey, how's it going? I'm outstanding. And I use my gestures like this. I might not even be feeling it. But just by me saying that language over oh, and no, over then again, you're fe- Then you're it. feeling it. If I was to say, how are you? And then you, you leaned in and got powerful and you said, I'm outstanding. Of course you believe it. Your subconscious yeah, sure. will follow the body, will follow the language you're saying. So you, you'll you use your physiology and your language immediately when somebody asks how you're doing to say, uh, one of the first times I ever uh, well, I was on a call with you, I was like, man, how's it going, Steve? You're like, I'm magnificent. And I'm like, magnificent. Whoa, dude. Like, what's what happened? Did you win the lottery? You said, no, I'm on the call with you. 100%. When's the last time somebody used that word, even saying it out, magnificent? Does that sound great? It sounds amazing. (laughs) It sounds splendid. Splendid, right? Spectacular. (laughs) Spectacular. Challenge yourself. Listeners, you got to challenge yourself to use different words to uh, describe your experiences because nothing in life, nothing in life has any meaning or emotion except the emotion or meaning you give it. Steve, my man, dude, man, this was so awesome. I feel, I feel better just standing here talking with you. You know, I'm, I'm sure people who hear this show are going to want to, to learn more. How would somebody get in touch with you? What's the best way? 100% absolutely. Uh, I'd say email me, uh, steve.gill, that's G-I-L-L, at TonyRobbins.com. And uh, you can also look me up on Instagram, uh, SG Results Coach. And if you're interested or curious about what coaching is or what that could look like for you or loved one, and you're ready to go to another level, um, I can't say, I'll, I can't promise you that I'll, I'll be your personal coach. However, we'll connect. I respond to every email. I'll take care of you. I'd be happy to serve you. Absolutely. Man, I, and, and just speaking from personal experience, Steve has helped me so much. Since since we started working together, 
man, our company has grown 500%, like been one of the fastest growing companies in South Carolina multiple times, Inc. 5,000 fastest growing companies list, but not just like, that's great. You know, this explosive growth from your coaching and your help there, but dude, man, my good moods have gone through the roof just because of all the stuff we just talked about. Because the way I stand, my posture, my language, my focus, the way I say how I'm doing to somebody who asked me, all has been just a direct link to your coaching. So anyone who is thinking about taking their life to the next level, do take Steve up on what he's saying. Send him an email, steve.gill at tonyrobbins.com. Steve, this has been an honor, man. I love it. I love you, brother. And a testament to all your work is the leader that you are, Matt. Because when a rock hits the pond, the impact doesn't stop there. You're a leader, Matt, because of the ripple effect that you're having and creating in the world. And this, this I know your book coming out, your book's going to be part of the journey. This podcast is a part of the journey. So God bless you and Katie and the girls and your families and everyone there in South Carolina, Charleston. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Good Mood Show with Matt O'Neill. For free resources, videos, and materials about getting into your best moods, head on over to mattoneal.com. And remember, when you feel like your best self, you are your best self. See you next week. Same time, same place.